Hola, hello, hi, bienvenido, and welcome back or welcome to Mentors Today. Happy Summer Series Break. It's Rob Ryan. I'm popping into you tonight from our worldwide recording headquarters here in my kitchen in Los Angeles, in Hollywood specifically where I live. And I just wanted to say that we hope you're having an incredible summer wherever you're listening to this. We hope that you're finding time to relax, unplug, recharge, and just refocus on what's important in your life as well as what is important to you in your business coming up in the months ahead. So we've got a lot of 2023 left, but also not very much of it left at the same time. So I've been enjoying my last few weeks uh, since we last talked here. Been getting up early and out on my long walks uh, to avoid the heat a little bit, and that's afforded me the chance to walk a little bit longer uh, in the morning. So I'm pretty proud of myself and excited for about three weeks into walking about 10K um, every morning uh, or hiking uh, these last three weeks. So that's been super invigorating. But I've been trading it off by staying up really late, taking some naps in the afternoons, and then waking up in the middle of the night to watch a lot of Women's World Cup soccer. Uh, or football, as we would say, um, from Australia and New Zealand. It's been incredible to watch the entire tournament. I don't know if you're watching it or not, but I hope you are. I'm not only watching our U.S. women's national team that is through to the round of 16, but I'm I'm enjoying watching all the other nations play as well. So it's been it's been terrific. Um, I've also read a couple of new books. Started one this morning, uh, and then this week in particular, I've been having fun going back and forth in text messages, talking to my nieces and family. Uh, here because they're all getting ready to come up here to LA to SoFi Stadium and see Taylor Swift this weekend. So Taylor Swift and all her Swifties are about to drop into Los Angeles and take over the town, which is is uh, is pretty cool because so many big things happen here in LA so consistently throughout the course of any year that it's easy to miss out on a lot of things or just not even realize that a lot of big things um, are happening here, but not Taylor Swift. Like her coming to town, it's a big deal and everybody knows it. So anyways, uh, I just want to drop in and say um, we're giving you a kind of a special little bonus episode today because I, I just felt so passionate about the importance of these three episodes that we just shared with you and the topics behind them that I wanted to drop in and just share some of my thoughts and just reinforce um, the messages that, that the three guests that we had in our prior episodes that we just reshared during our summer series, uh, that it really hits home with you and that you take it to heart. So the lessons that were shared with you all by Yogi uh, Roth about storytelling, by Fede, Federico Antoni about venture capital coming from his perspective in Mexico and Latin America, and then by Andrea Campos and her unique perspective about mental health and the entrepreneurial journey. I just have felt so strongly when we selected those episodes for you all and created a little bit of a fresh intro for you. Um, I felt so so passionate about how important those topics are that I wanted to just jump in and revisit and, and share some more thoughts about those with you tonight in summary, kind of, and then also uh, highlight some cool stuff that's coming up that I've been, I've been itching to tell you about. So we've got a lot of cool things coming up the rest of this year and the next year in 2024 for you, designed to make this show even better and more interactive and more valuable to you in your in your personal and business lives. And so I want to share that with you before we finish up. Uh, just to go back real quick again, right? So we, 
hopefully you've just spent some time the last three weeks over the course of July, wherever you've been uh, relaxing and enjoying your summer. Hopefully you spent some time dropping back in and listening to these episodes that we reshared. So episodes 79, 80, and 81. Again, 79 began our summer break series with Yogi Roth, who is a sports broadcaster here in the United States covering uh, American college football, an author, film producer, and a great friend of mine. And he really reminded us why storytelling is not only so important for entrepreneurs, but also how, like, he gave us some practical tips about how to become a great storyteller. I just wanted to add in some context on that from my own point of view, based on experiences that I have um, on a weekly basis here in our business at Growth Hacks and just in the, across the context of the people that I talk to. So I'm going to give you just three of my own personal tips for great storytellers. First and foremost, one, stop pitching. So I, I have a whole funny slide deck where we talk about um, building a great story uh, and the construction of a great story deck that we that we we work with founders and, and entrepreneurs, executives, investors on. And I use a slide where there's a picture of a baseball pitcher, like kind of lined up. If you can picture, if you could see me right now, kind of lined up with the hand up at the shoulder and kind of cocks back and he throws. Right. And, and I've used that metaphor of the baseball pitcher and the entrepreneur or the presenter storyteller for all seven and a half years that we've been working across the Americas because I think it perfectly illustrates what we try to do versus what we should be doing. So we we think that our job is to pitch and that's become the commonly accepted word. I get it. Um, I'm not gonna change society's use of that word, but I am gonna say that you should stop pitching and you should start telling great stories. Uh, because the truth is, if you literally think of that sporting metaphor, if you've ever paid attention to baseball, the job of the pitcher is to stand on the mound and throw it past the batter. Right. So the literal job of a baseball pitcher is to not connect with the person that's standing in front of him. And I'm here to remind you that our jobs as entrepreneurs, investors or executives is to literally connect with the people that are standing in front of us, whether those people are judges in a, in a pitch competition or clients and prospects um, or prospective partners or even just your team when you're talking to them. Right. Our, our, your opportunity and your challenge as a leader is to use stories, to use your stories, to use the stories of your business, to use the stories of your market, to connect emotionally with the people that you have in front of you that will help you grow your business and chase your dreams. So stop pitching, start telling stories, right? Second tip for y'all, I always talk about, use, use your data, use your facts, use your traction, your numbers behind your traction to tell your story, right? So Yogi said in the episode, why you, why this, why now, and why should anyone care? Those are the famous four questions that every great storyteller has to answer, whether that storyteller is an entrepreneur, an investor, an executive, a playwright, an author, um, a filmmaker, a television writer, an actor. Like ultimately, we are all trying to answer those four fundamental questions. I'm gonna remind you that you can use data, you can use facts and numbers um, to, to answer those questions and tell that story, but you got to tell a story, right? You can't just throw numbers or data or resume uh, talking points up on slides or in your, your investor memo um, and just hope that it gets, that people get it. It's not the audience's job to get it. It's our job to make it so compelling that they feel the need to lean forward and connect to what we're talking about. So, so remember that, use your data. Third tip and final tip related to storytelling is just be authentic. 
one of the greatest compliments that I get on a regular basis in my life and in my business is that when people meet me in person, if they've come to know me on social media or online or heard one of our podcasts, um, seen me on a video, when they meet me in person, they say almost exclusively, almost unanimously, wow, Rob, you're like exactly the same in person as you are online or on Twitter or on social media. And I take that as the greatest compliment ever um, because what that really then is saying, it's saying that I'm just presenting myself, I'm living, I'm sharing stories, I'm, I'm engaging in social media and all the different tools and mechanisms that you can engage with the world authentically. Um, so I'm grateful that that's what people think of me and say to me. It is intentional, but also now at my age and stage in life, I've been trying to live authentically for so long um, that I, it, it's almost subconsciously intentional, right? Now I don't have to think about it. I just am. This is, this is the person I have decided to be. This is the business leader, the, the entrepreneur, the founder, the coach, the mentor, the consultant, the executive that I have decided to be. And so you need to find that version of yourself and then to be that version of yourself, whatever it might be. But a secondary piece of advice in this context would also be like, don't follow Twitter advice. Right? If you're wondering, like, how do I tell my story? How do I communicate my story to this audience or that audience? Or I'm going to go to this city. What should I say to people in this city or this country? Let me go to Twitter and ask Twitter for advice. That's the literally the worst possible thing you could do. I'm not against you using Twitter or as we would now call it X. Uh, but I am here to tell you that that's not the place to go to find your authentic self by asking other people how you should be your authentic self. Um, you have a point of view about your life. You have a perspective. You have a unique set of experiences, both in your lives, how you grew up, how you were raised, what your upbringing was like, what adversities you've gone through, what successes or privilege you have. Um, you have a whole history that is just uniquely yours. And then you have points of view on things that are current and relevant to today's world or to, to your business. That's what people want to hear about. They don't want to hear another packaged up version of somebody else so that at the end of the day, we have 200 young men or young women that sound exactly like every, every other young man or young woman that applied to Y Combinator, right? Like that's not what, that's not even what Y Combinator is looking for, right? So, so be authentic. That's my best advice about story talk. I can't emphasize before I jump in and start talking about venture capital, I can't emphasize strongly enough um, how important it is to, to become a good storyteller. I can also tell you that in, in spite of what might commonly be believed to be true, yes, I might be a gifted storyteller at this point in my life and career. Um, I might've even been born with some skills and or exposed to some things very early in my life that have helped me become a good, better storyteller. But it is also something that you can just very consciously work on. It is a skill. It doesn't mean you have to be talkative. It doesn't mean you have to be, you know, overly likable. It doesn't mean you have to be some version of yourself that you are. Like everyone has the ability to develop um, the skills necessary to become uh, productive, if not a great um, storyteller. So don't don't doubt yourself. And if in need, just like any other skill in your life, seek out people around you that are great storytellers, and then lean into them, ask them for advice, ask them for guidance, ask them for mentorship, ask them to help you hone the skills or sharpen the tools that are required for you to become a great storyteller. Just like you would have a trainer take you to the gym or have a friend who's a good runner go on a run with you or have someone who eats healthier than you teach you how to eat healthier. Like it is a skill that you can learn 
And I'm here to tell you that that, that is 100% true. All right, so let's talk about episode two in this series, which was actually episode 80 uh, with Federico Antoni from All VP. And I mean, he summarized it in, in the headline of the show that week, which is, it's all about the people. I implore you to go back and listen to that episode. It's an incredibly personal conversation. And yes, Fede does talk about some specifics around venture capital and why venture capital is relevant and how it's transformed the region in Latin America. But the subtext of what he's really trying to get across to us is that everything in our business lives comes down to the people. So having said that, he taught you those lessons. I'm going to drop in and give you three other keys to consider when raising capital, a little bit more tactical. Um, so I've got a, a philosophy around, I call four circles that I, that I teach to people when they ask me about how to fundraise, what do I do next? Where do I go? Um, and here's, here's your four circles. Everybody has four circles in their life. So people with privilege have four circles, people in disadvantaged circumstances with less resources and less access have four circles. Um, everybody has four circles and this is, this is how I suggest that you think about this. So everybody has their closest circle. So if you can picture four concentric circles from the closest one being the smallest one in the middle, and then the second one going out, the third one going out further, and then the fourth one being the ring around the outer edge that is the furthest from you in the middle. So you, you live inside your closest circle and that circle is made up of people who love you. That is your first place to go and try and raise capital. I understand in our in our venture capital driven startup economy across the Americas, multiple countries, that there is an entire segment of the entrepreneurial population that does not have access to something called the family and friends round. I get that. And I also understand and completely appreciate that not everybody has the privilege of having friends and or family people um, who have enough wealth to fully fund your dreams. I get that. But everybody lives inside their closest, smallest circle and is surrounded by people who love you. And ultimately people who love you are always gonna be the first people to go to, to try and get support for what you're dreaming about. So even if it's tiny amounts of support, even if it's just emotional encouragement, maybe it's just referrals to other people that might have more resources, but it's that closest in circle that is the, the catalyst to getting going in this journey. I'm gonna explain why that is to you by the time we get to the fourth circle. And I think it'll become more clear, but your second circle that I would say, so now we're, we're in that second ring, if you can picture this, close your eyes. Um, that's people who know and respect you. This is people you have close relationships with, but they're not in your closest circle. Um, there may be even people in your second circle that do love you, but they definitely respect you and they know you. Maybe it's a former boss, maybe it's a former or a current mentor, maybe it's a, a former coworker who was who was more senior than you, maybe it's coworkers of yours that were peers, but have gone on to do different things, right? Inside of that second circle is, is a group of people who will know and respect you. And those are the types of people that are, again, next most likely to bet on you. So the people who love you are going to bet on you. And they're frankly going to bet on you with zero expectation of any kind of return. They're literally just going to bet on you, that first circle group, because they love you and they just want to see you happy, Right no matter what you're doing. They don't even really care about what your business is. The second circle group will mostly not care about what your business is, but they'll be curious. They'll be interested. They'll be intrigued because you're, they'll respect your ideas. They'll respect your thinking. So that's your second circle. Now, now when you get to your third circle, these are some people that you have some connection to, but they're not necessarily close connections. 
but you do have some connection to them. There is some relevance in your life or professional experiences between you and them. And that's your third circle that you want to focus on. They're going to be start to become much more interested in your idea, in the business, in the mechanics, and the opportunity of the business you're talking about. Those might be people in the third circle who are experts or leaders in the industry that you're trying to build your solution in. And so maybe people in your first circle or your second circle know the people in your third circle who are the leaders in the category that you want to build solutions in, into in your city. And they can get you those types of introductions and relationships. People there are going to be intrigued by what you're building. And then they're going to want to know that you come from good people, right? Um, and then we get to your fourth and final circle. This is strangers. These are literally, this is where you go look up all VP in Mexico and you find Federico and Tony's name. And you say like, I want to pitch Federico and Tony. I want him to invest in us. I want all VP to invest in our idea. Right. Okay, great. That's terrific. Like all the venture capitalists in the world have websites nowadays. They all have contact us pages. Most of them are on Twitter or probably now on threads. I'm sorry, Twitter. I keep saying Twitter. It's X or on threads. And, and that's where everybody spends their time. And here's the great irony. That's where everybody spends their time. That's where most of you go. When you come to me, you tell me the names of the VCs or the big angel investors that you have pitched or that you're trying to get a hold of. Or Rob, can you introduce me to people at this firm? And I always say, like, tell me the first, tell me the story about how you've talked to the people in your close in circle and what they've said to you. And then tell me about how much time you spent talking to people in your second circle. And then tell me how much traction or progress you've made in having conversations with kind of relative strangers, but people who you have some connection to in your third circle. And universally, almost, I get this blank stare that says back to me, oh, I've talked to any of those people. I don't even, what are you talking about? I don't even know anything about circles. Like I, I need to raise a round to fund my dreams. And I went to this incubator or accelerator program, or I read this, this thread posting on X slash Twitter, or I saw some article in TechCrunch or in Contexto in Latam. And uh, I don't know, I'm just going to go try and raise money, like get the attention of those venture investors. And I'm like, why would you do that? Those people are literally complete strangers. Like, why wouldn't you start by raising money from the people who give you the greatest likely opportunity for success? And then the second circle, who is the next most likely odds for success. And then the third circle, who's the next most likely odds for success before you spend all your time and energy deep into the fourth circle of complete strangers where your odds for success are literally minuscule to start. So that's my, that's my first lesson about raising capital. So that's one. Second lesson about raising capital, not everyone has to raise venture capital. I can tell you five or six stories from this week alone of founders who I know, who I have mentored in some form or fashion, who've raised angel or seed round VC money, who are now coming back to me and saying, I really wish I hadn't done that. Because now I'm stuck on this forced hamster wheel of accelerated growth. And frankly, my business is not built for that. Or I just don't want to do that. Or I didn't realize that this was what I was signing on for. I just needed the money to try and build the version one or to expand our client base or to build our first community. Um, and I did not really understand what I was committing to. And, and that's a very common story in any conditions. And now, especially in tough capital raising conditions, it's an even more common story. So I'm just coming here almost like dad or T.O. Rob advice to just tell you to save you the pain before you go down the same path. You don't have to raise venture capital. So, okay, if you don't have to raise venture capital, Rob, then how else can I raise money for my ideas? 
right? Or for my small company. Um, there's a lot of different ways. And one of the ways you could look to do this is to make money off your early clients. Even if that involves selling some manual oriented services vision or versions of what you hope to eventually automate and turn into your software, or your technology, or your platform, like that's a way that you can start to fund yourself. Um, another opportunity, a second opportunity in almost all countries across the Americas, especially here in the US and definitely I know it's in the bigger countries in Latin America, there are a variety of different governmental programs, loans, grants, all kinds of different governmental finance programs that are designed to promote economic development and small business growth or PME growth, as we would say in Latin America. Um, they're not necessarily always easy, but then again, we just reminded ourselves that it's not easy to raise venture capital. Um, and so uh, it's worth pursuing those as well. And then another one, finally, kind of the third and final piece of advice related to this is you could just simply grow more slowly uh, while running your day job that you may or may not have, or you need to go uh, start a day job. Um, and then effectively, you turn your own salary and yourself into being your first angel investor. I can't tell you how many times this summer I've talked to young, first-time, early-stage entrepreneurs and reminded them that them having a great day job with a fat salary essentially has made their company into their first angel investor. And they're like, whoa, I never thought about it that way. Right. So, so that's, that's another truth for you. So a little bit of my perspective on that. And let's finish up on the topic that I am the least expert in, but probably just as familiar as anybody else is who's gone through the entrepreneurial life journey. Uh, and that is the mental health, our mental health as entrepreneurs, as investors, as executives, as humans at the end of the day. I'm no expert, so I'm not going to give medical mental health advice. That's not that's not my place. Uh, so what I'm about to say to you will, again, probably sound like dad advice or or Uncle Rob, T.O. Rob advice, but uh, but so be it. That's my role in many, many of, of this audience's uh, lives, and so I'm going to share that with you. It's pretty simple. It's pretty basic, but it's stuff that none of us do enough of, and if we would do it, it dramatically can improve both our mental health and our physical health. And obviously we all know whether we do it or not that improving our physical health leads to improved uh, mental health. So I'm gonna give you three quick tips. Get outside, number one. Just get outside into nature daily, if, it, if at all possible. Or if you can't do it daily, do it as often as you can, weekly, multiple times a week. Go for a walk, go sit in a park, go for a run. If it's nice weather now, like during the summer, do an outdoor exercise class during the good weather months. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to give you advice to like go join a gym because that that's an expense. Those the gyms are not cheap nowadays, but if you can find a cheap gym in your neighborhood, go join it. Right. Um, you can do what I've been doing during these three weeks in summer when I've been doing my early morning walks now, uh, because it's way too hot at the end of the day to do my walks. Um, turn your first couple of calls into walking talks. I've seen so many people this summer across, uh, X slash Twitter um, online and just in personal conversations with me that have said uh, how often they are turning meetings and, and phone calls or Zooms into phone calls and then calls and meetings into walk and talks. I probably take two calls a morning as I'm out on my walk as after the, the kind of business hours start. Um, and it's tremendous. The, the calls seem to go by faster. Um, you're getting exercise, you're in the sunshine and inevitably you feel better about yourself. So. So that's tip number one, get outside into nature as often as you can. Number two, surround yourself with mentors. 
Like these are trusted people who don't work with you, who are not investors in your company, and who clearly know that they are in a mentor-mentee relationship with you. All right, so let me re- let me say that again. Surround yourself with mentors, with wise people that you can trust, right? But these aren't people that work for you or work with you. It's not your business partner. These aren't people who are investors in your company. Your investors, some of them can be mentors, but that's not what the mentor I'm talking about here. Um, and then be very clear that they understand that this is a mentor-mentee relationship with you. Yogi actually, he didn't talk about it in the episode about storytelling, but he has told me the story many times over our decade-long friendship. Um, he calls it his board of life, and that's what I call it as well. In my case, I have multiple mentors. I have mentors that are in their 20s that teach me things about what's going on currently. I often joke and, and say that my Gen Alpha 15-year-old and 12-year-old nieces are mentors of mine because they're teaching me, old Uncle Rob, how to stay current and relevant in today's fast-changing world. Um, I've got 75 and 80-year-old mentors. I've got mentors that are my age or a little bit younger, and I make a regular effort to talk with them. So I'm going to tell you to do the same thing. Schedule regular time to visit with these people. And it it doesn't always have to just be when you have a problem, right? That's why I say schedule regular time. Like sometimes it's it's just good to talk to your mentor about what's going on in their life. And then you pick up lessons from how they handle the things in their life that you can apply to yours. And then the final point, and this reinforces that again, full disclosure, I am no expert in this, get professional help if you need it, right? And and we all kind of know when we need help. We see the signs first before anybody else does. We might deny them and hide from them and try and avoid them. That's human nature. But we know when we need help, like when the mentors and the going out in the park and and, and talking to your friends and all that kind of stuff is not enough and you're still overwhelmed by the anxieties or the stress or the depression, find a therapist, right? Ask your friends for recommendation. Ask your other founder friends. Talk to your mentors. Talk to your family. Talk to people you trust and, and get help. Right. I, I realize also when I say this, that that is, not, that is not an option for a lot of people because of the expense involved. And so then I just simply say, you know, seek the free resources in your city or state or country where you live as best you can. Uh, but whatever you do, don't put it off. I've, I've uh, sadly this summer heard a couple of stories from people that I wasn't super close with, but that I knew who committed suicide. Uh, ironically, this morning, got into an Uber to go to a meeting briefly. And for some reason or another, the Uber driver felt super comfortable with me and kind of started telling telling me his life story. And about five minutes in, he he admitted that he was, he had been battling depression. And so Uber was now going to be his full-time gig because he stepped back and taken some time away from his actual day job uh, because it had overwhelmed him so much that he was really, really battling depressive thoughts. And he had started going to get therapy as well. And I was like, wow. What a great reminder of the importance of what Andrea Campos reminded us of in her own story, right? I mean, she's the classic solve your own problem entrepreneur. She launched Yana to remind us all that we're not alone. And it was born out of her own battles with depression and anxiety at a young stage in life, uh, when she just simply felt overwhelmed by the pressures of everything around her. So get yourself help if you need it. And I will say this, if you are a listener who has met me or has ever interacted with me or us at Growth Hacks, um, or has ever just simply interacted with me at a speech or an event anywhere in the Americas, and you feel like you've got nobody else to talk to, you can message me, DM me, send me an email, reach out here at the show um, and let me know, and I'll be happy to try and help you any way I can. So. 
that's it. That's a recap of the summer series. I just want to say, I hope you've had a, I hope you really enjoyed it. And I want to give you a quick shout out and preview to what's coming. So uh, we've got a lot of big announcements that are coming up over the rest of the year. Um, I'm going to put some of them off for now. So that consider that your teaser. Uh, but I will tell you that we're continually experimenting with new ways that we can connect with you and share stories with you like we do in the Mentors Today show that you're listening to right now. And this six, next six months, the rest of this year is going to see us try uh, some more of the things that we've been doing and also try a few new things as well. So right now, I want to give you kind of a little product preview. This is how we view the roadmap for the Mentors Today show. So we believe that there are multiple product extensions off of Mentors Today that can provide us with um, incredible new opportunities to connect and engage with you, to provide you more compelling opportunities to engage with us and our guests, most importantly, um, and to eventually build some community out of all the really cool people that both listen and come and share their stories on our show. So there's four layers to it. First layer, this show, Mentors Today, exactly as you're consuming it now. Internally on our team, we call this the show. Um, and so we're going to continue to do this. We're going to continue to work to book great guests. We've got some really cool guests coming up um, in the next couple of months. I will say I'll go back right before the summer break. Don't forget, if you haven't listened earlier in the summer, we had an incredible episode 78 with Liz Bazurto, a terrific Colombian working here in Los Angeles, who's a, a strategy leader at Coinbase. So if you're fascinated by kind of the, the stories of how we go from Latin America to Estados Unidos and build a career, as well as even just, you know, curious about, about cryptocurrency and alter, alternate currencies, digital currencies in the coming world. Um, that episode 78 on, uh, back on July 6th was incredible. Um, we had we had an equally incredible show with Ariana Gomez from Alter Leap in Mexico City talking about female leadership. That's episode 76. Episode 75, we went deep into the leadership team of Nestle, Mexico, um, and we talked about food innovation and kind of the food industry innovating itself in Latin America with Monica Campos. Um, episode 74, fun twist, we, we visited with Diego Cerebriski, who just like Federico Antoni from All VP, Diego is arguably one of Mexico's OG venture capitalists. I think the two of them were in the first four or five guys that were ever called themselves venture capitalists in Mexico. Um, and Diego shared with us his journey and also his view of the future. And a fun twist there is Diego is actually Ariana um, Gomez's uh, husband. And so we so we got to kind of tie that together. Uh, back in May, at the end of May, we talked with Renee Lamelli from 500 Global. Everybody that listens to this show understands what 500 Startups is. And Renee gave us in episode 73 some incredible insights to how that was built. Um, we talked about bridging the gaps uh, of business opportunities between Los Angeles and London with our friend James Cummings from London and Partners back in episode 72. Jeff Potvin dropped in and told us all about what's going on in the entrepreneurial and the venture investor angel seed world um, up in Toronto in Canada. Um, Kuko Vega from Leap Global Partners came in and gave us an incredible episode 70. If you want to listen to a founder story of transformation and life pivots, go back and treat yourself to listening to episode 70 and Kuko Vega um, sharing his examination of life. Um, Heather Carter from the Riveter here in the Estados Unidos, Oscar Sevilla from Michoacan, from La Piedad, Stephanie Bermudez uh, working on the border, Startup Unidos working on the border of Arizona and uh, Sonora. Um, Asher Jay talking to us, a, a creative conservationist. You gotta love that. Uh, there's just so many incredible stories that we've shared in, in the last 
six months and we're going to be sharing many, many more like that. So I implore you to, to join that. That's, that's the show. Then we've started doing what we did with, with uh, what we call Mentors Today Live, which was our Twitter spaces episode that we did back just about a month and a half ago, episode 77. So we're going to do the show. We will continue to produce weekly episodes of the show for you for the rest of the year. Um, then we're going to mix in about once a month. We're going to mix in a Mentors Today Live show, which would be a live either X slash Twitter spaces or on LinkedIn Live or YouTube Live. We'll experiment with different formats, but it's a chance for you as an audience to jump in and listen um, and engage with us live, engage with our guests live. And then the big one I'm excited about that we will experiment with once probably in the next six months is the next layer is called Mentors Today Live Local. And that's where we will come to your city and do a live audience event-driven podcast recording um, right there at your event in your city, at your in, in your community with people that are the leaders uh, in your community and tell their stories, but also give us an incredibly unique kind of very tactile present opportunity to connect with you all and you all to connect with us. And then our dream, maybe sometime in 2024, cross our fingers, is Mentors Today, the Community Summit. And that name is still up for debate. But the idea being that we create an annual summit where we gather both all of our incredible guests, as well as all of you listeners um, and other stakeholders and partners annually in someplace really cool to facilitate relationships and conversations about the biggest challenges and opportunities across the Americas and how we can all help each other in our pursuits and in our businesses and in our investment funds and, and in our, just frankly, in our communities to try and solve these problems uh, because I just have a huge, I'm a huge believer in the fact that Mentors Today exists, Growth has ex exists, and I personally exist uh, to build bridges and break down walls and to build connectivity between people so that we can not only share all of your stories with each other to inspire and educate and empower, um, but so that we can really do some, some good together and leave the world, as my mom used to say, a little bit better off than we found it. So we hope you're excited about what's coming. And frankly, it's all only possible because of you. So we're grateful for you. We're thankful for all of you listeners. I will always ask you to remember to please like or subscribe or follow, depending on the platform that you listen to. Please share episodes that you listen to on your social media and tag us. Um, please share our episodes that you like with your friends or family, uh, no matter where they are on the planet, um, and ask them to share and like and follow and subscribe and tag us because the more awareness, then the more we can drive more of this show for your benefit long-term. And if you can't tell, I'm pretty passionate about doing this. So you know how to find us. You can find us at Mentors Today on just about every social media platform. You can find me at I am Rob Ryan on most social media platforms. My email address is Rob Ryan, one word at GrowthHacks, G-R-O-W-T-H-H-A-X. Dot com. Um, you can always DM us on social, send me an email, and we would look forward to hearing from you. So thanks again. I hope you're having an awesome summer. It's not done yet. I know here in Estados Unidos, lots of families are getting ready. Kids are going back to school this week, next week, the next couple weeks. But enjoy your summer wherever you are or enjoy your winter in the Southern Hemisphere. And uh, we hope to see you and we hope to hear you on some of our new live shows. And we're really, really grateful for the fact that you listen to us here. So thank you. Peace. As always, we thank you so much for listening. Today's show was recorded in Los Angeles and Guadalajara, produced by Deanna Bernal in Mexico City, and promoted by the content team at Growth Hacks in Tijuana, Mexico. You can always find and share our show via any popular podcasting platform, as well as find us on social media 
at Mentors Today on Instagram. If you'd like to connect with our hosts, you can find them on Twitter or Instagram at I am Rob Ryan or at Ileana J-A-F. Gracias, thank you, and we'll see you next time.